Welcome to the Responsible Finance Podcast, the official podcast of the Responsible Finance and Investment Foundation. I am Blake Good, the CEO of the RFI Foundation, a global nonprofit organization working to build awareness, promote research, and encourage convergence in the responsible finance industry, including socially responsible investment, ESG, impact investment, and Islamic finance. The purpose of the Responsible Finance Podcast is to connect you to the leaders behind innovative approaches to creating positive social impact in responsible finance. This month, we are featuring an interview with Monir Kuzami, Executive Board Member, Chairman of the, of the Advisory Board, and Co-Founder of the Swiss Arab Network, who has recently joined the RFI Foundation Board of Trustees. As he will explain, Monir is working across three nonprofits to advance his personal mission of being an intercultural bridge builder. He has spent past 10 years, most recently with UBS, working on strategy, innovation, and change management and finance. Although Monir has just recently joined the RFI Foundation as a trustee, I have had the pleasure to work with him and with Swiss Arab Network, who have been co-organizers of the RFI Summit the past two years. Stay tuned for more details in our conversation about what we have planned for the RFI Summit 2019 coming up next April. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Welcome to the podcast, Monir. Do you want to just introduce yourself? Yes, thank you very much, Blake, uh, for the possibility to, to talk to a wider audience, um, maybe to introduce a little bit myself and to say what I'm doing. So my, my personal mission is to act as an intercultural bridge builder. As I was born and raised in Switzerland, uh, but uh, both of my parents immigrated around 40 years ago from, from Morocco, Casablanca, to, to Switzerland. So I was always between uh, uh, the cultures. And I have also been working in various European cities and, and also in the U.S., my educational background is in, in strategy, innovation, change management, and banking. And this is where I was involved in the past uh, 10 years, mainly driving key strategic initiatives within the wealth management industry for UBS in Switzerland and a couple of European locations, Wavestone Consulting in Maryland in New York. Topics ranged uh, from digital banking, organizational health, and market access strategy to uh, recently sustainable and uh, impact investing. So that's a little bit in a nutshell um, uh, around uh, about my background. And, and you mentioned uh, sustainable and responsible and inve uh, impact investment. How was that totally absent when you started uh, your career? What were the you know, what is, what's the change that you've seen over the 10 years that you've been involved uh, in the financial industry? How, how much has sustainable investment and impact investment uh, become a, a bigger topic? Um, I can answer that maybe with a, with a step back where, where I was interested in Islamic finance and then how I came into that uh, sustainable and impact investing and how it connected so uh, Islamic finance basically grabbed my attention uh, five years ago during the World Islamic Economic Forum in London. So the first time when the forum was outside of, of uh, emerging markets, so in, in a European location. And I had, an, uh, had a couple of interesting exchanges with London Stock Exchange, Luxembourg for Finance, Government of Bahrain. 
And I always ask myself, why don't we hear more on Islamic finance in, in Switzerland? So I, I had this question in, in my head and, and started to research around. And there I saw the link basically to the company where I was working um, because UBS launched uh, in 2002 uh, Nuriba Bank as a dedicated Islamic bank wholly owned by, by the Zurich uh, group. And basically it's a word play, so of no riba, so no interest. And um, that time the, I, I looked at a news article that was wrote also in 2002 from Arab News. And the, the, the author said that UBS is unlikely to be a fair weather friend of Islamic banking. So, however, it's a success as a dedicated Islamic bank uh, owned by the you know, Western Global Bank uh, will be crucial, a crucial indicator of the involvement of Western banks in the future development of global Islamic finance. So the, the history of, of that bank is that in 2004, so basically two years later, it was awarded by Euromoney magazine um, uh, as the most innovative Islamic bank, won a couple of product prices. However, three years later in 2007, it was liquidated. And then I was uh, looking that the, there was basically also a joint study in 2011 from the Swiss Banking Association and Boston Consulting Group. And they mentioned a, a huge potential, especially in, in the area of additional opportunities in cross-border private banking. And as a, as a way to be more uh, client-centric and to focus on, on the client uh, domicile, especially as in Switzerland, um, you have um, a lot of Middle Eastern clients, also um, uh, Islamic um, countries who, who have uh, their money here or invested here. And, uh, but probably with the, with the financial crisis in 2008, there was then also the refocus, mainly downsizing of, of, um, of many banks and, and probably the author of this news article was, was proven right, although, the, um, although you still see Islamic finance, wealth management, Sharia window or Sharia friendly products. So what, what does it mean in, in that connection? So uh, when I was realizing that and also um, personally spoke a lot with, with a couple of managers, everybody told me not to touch that topic uh, in, in Switzerland. But um, I, I didn't like that status quo because I saw that the potential um, in, in many financial centers and I didn't accept the fact that um, we had same values in, in, or similar values in Switzerland, like in Luxembourg or, or, or the UK, but they were basically pushing that topic much more and embracing it much more. And probably also with the Islamic phobia of 9-11, uh, it was a difficult topic. Now, how does it connect, you know, with your question on sustainable finance? In 2014-15, Basically, in my view, it was more or less the birth and the push um, for sustainable finance, impact investing and responsible finance on a broad scale. Because you can see in Switzerland, there was the, the 
Swiss Sustainable Finance Association, so basically the, the, the association of all the banks on the topic of sustainable finance, it was founded in 2014. You had the SDG Paris Agreement in 2015 founded. You had Swiss Impact Investment Association, so the similar one on impact investing, also in 15. And naturally, the R5 Foundation, also founded in 2015. So you had all these um, associations, organization push from this side. And that was basically a big opportunity to connect that with Islamic finance. That's interesting. And I think there may also be another factor in here of with your background um, with the Swiss Arab Network and the other work that you've done uh, as a as a bridge builder, not just between sustainable finance and atomic finance, but but more broadly on a cultural level. How does that fit in? Exactly. I mean, when you um, have this dialogue about Islamic finance and uh, responsible finance, you have a couple of similarities there. You talk about sustainability, about physical underlying, about positive impact on society, and most importantly, about values. Uh, and, and there you also talk about connecting the dots, uh, bringing different systems together. And with the push of millennials and also female investments, you have that. And my, my, uh, my other basically non-profit uh, work is I, I founded um, around five years ago uh, the Swiss Arab Network. So um, it's an international NGO basically striving to bridge gaps, promote sustainable exchange, and intensify mutual understanding among Swiss and Arab people. We had recently there also a change in roles and wanted to walk the talk in gender diversity. And, and here we had a new, we have now a new president, a founding partner, and also a female CEO. And what we do there is to build bridges uh, and our initiatives are uh, joint uh, interest and competence overlaps between Switzerland and the Arab world. Here, for example, um, tourism, so conventional and halal tourism, and sustainable finance, Islamic finance, what I mentioned, temporary art or contemporary art and Islamic art, and naturally creating awareness on cultural, especially similarities, which is very, very important to me, um, which is different because you hear a lot of dialogues on, on differences. And I think this is where, where the RFI Foundation, the work, uh, what we do, and the work um, that we do in Swiss Arab Network uh, connects because it's always, we talk more about similarities here. And uh, one example, you know, you, you ask me how that connects is also with art. Because art is, is um, interesting in nature. I mean, everybody's passionate somehow about art, but it, it can build bridges where other disciplines cannot. It can challenge our views and complement uh, uh, many of our uh, thoughts. I'm also there um, um, as, a, as, let's say, third um, 
non-profit um, engagement. I'm there on the board of the Oryx Foundation. That's a Swiss non-profit foundation dedicated to the Middle Eastern contemporary art since um, nearly 10 years with a focus on artists in residence program. So now how does this connect with each other? So you have Islamic art, you have contemporary art, you know, and especially contemporary Middle Eastern art is, is on the rise. And it's still a young uh, um, area. It's only 12 years old. Officially, it started to count since the auction house Christie's has opened, because then you have real public figure. And the link there is that you have a similar clientele, like in banking, you have you talk also about wealth allocation, but more interestingly, uh, a recent uh, report on from Deloitte Luxembourg and Art Tactics, they showed that art has the potential to make a good underlying asset for a financing or investment structure under Sharia law. So this is an interesting area as well, uh, apart from you know just just parking money or 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 being passionate about it. So really to link those activities. And does that does that with the development of uh, contemporary Islamic art uh, does that also open up the social impact uh, supporting artists? I think so. I mean, it's it's a little bit in the wider range. I mean, if you look at impact investing in, in the classical sense, you, you think more about uh, maybe aid or, or um, financing um, schools. But you're right. I think if you look at the wider concept, especially also in the Middle East, when you talk about creativity as a key factor to differentiate about uh, robots uh, in, in the future as a human being. And I think the wider you look at that and also at the initiatives that, uh, that especially in, in Dubai uh, are, are taken, um, they push a lot for creativity and they push a lot to, to open this, this set of uh, thoughts. And there I can uh, imagine that you have more and more, uh, let's say, project-based uh, financing methods you want to use, not just on that. I mean, also in the Middle East, um, uh, philanthropy is more and more on the rise. I mean, we have zakat naturally, but really project-based philanthropy um, is, is an interesting thing, which, which, is, uh, which is on the rise. This, this overlaps with some of the discussions that we had last year at the RFI Summit around uh, technology and, and how, how technology is going to develop within the financial sector and how you, the bringing the, the sort of ultimately human uh, ideas around uh, ethical, ethical finance, Islamic finance, responsible finance, it all, it all incorporates uh, discussing a values-based orientation that, that needs to be set up before the technology can really take over or else the technology then uh, controls the people. Uh, what do you see in terms of how, what we've learned over the last couple of years? Because we did a bit different format last year compared to the year before. Uh, and how, how Switzerland has been able to uh, be a very good venue for the discussions that we've had the last couple of years. Yes. Um, I mean, we've, we've 
we've chosen naturally uh, uh, Switzerland uh, for different reasons. Uh, the time when when we started and and have set up the the RFI summit um, in two seventeen and two eighteen, and um, you have a couple of um, interesting things which now start to be more and more connected. So on one side. Uh, impact investing, um, sustainable investing, there is a lot there. Um, and also, let's say that the intellectual capacity worldwide on the impact investing is, there is a lot um, which, which uh, where Switzerland has, has been added. On the other side, you have some leading universities, especially in the Zurich area on, on robotics. Uh, interesting also, you have a, a, a strong financial uh, center. And then on the other side, you have also the fintech scene. I mean, fintechs uh, is one, but especially now with cryptocurrency being, seeing even Silicon Valley companies uh, moving to to Switzerland or leaving Silicon Valley and to move in Switzerland um, because they find the, the ecosystem naturally now with the, with the fall of Bitcoin, there is, there is this debate going on, but you can link this uh, quite nicely. And this has been done recently by, by the uh, United Nation and they um, especially the UN environment. They have um, been a lot into green, they call it green digital finance. And, and they were recently, two, two months ago, um, launching a report on mapping the current practice and potential in Switzerland and beyond. And uh, here, um, our initiatives uh, of, of the uh, RFI summit and foundation were also mentioned as a best practice. Uh, personally, I was also uh, interviewed and, and uh, was on the round table and uh, interesting to see how it connects the dots. Naturally, there is a huge potential because today both are um, both are treated separately. So you have not a lot of fintech or blockchain companies looking at sustainability. And at the same time, the sustainable or impact investing industry um, is not too much into fintech yet. And, and this is a, a new market. Naturally, there are also other places like London or Singapore, uh, China, which, which, uh, which are very fast, but I think the ingredients are here. And the RFI Summit, um, as also mentioned in the report, has brought this quite nicely when we launched the uh, support uh, disruption for good challenge to showcase a couple of good examples in, in that space. Um, combining basically Islamic finance, uh, sustainable finance and the technology because the technology itself doesn't have, uh, let's say, values per se. So it's, it's quite neutral. So this is why it, it fits into both worlds. And I think we, we are going to hear here much, much more. This is also why we should uh, uh, invest and push much more into this um, direction. I thought it was interesting the way that the, the geographical split with uh, between the 
blockchain initiative discussions, which were held, uh, hosted by Thomson Reuters in Bar, a suburb of, of Zug in the Crypto Valley, and the, the finance sector we brought together in Zurich. And, and the panel that we had uh, the second day on, on technology started to sort of pull these themes together. Uh, and I think, you know, promoted a very interesting discussion about how do you, how do you incorporate ethics into, into technology? Yes, and also maybe to, to add on that, I mean, one of, let's say, three learnings for me were that still, uh, we still have a big uh, knowledge gap in terms of Islamic finance. So also experts in the field, in the sustainable uh, investing space, they know hardly anything on Islamic finance, which, which was quite surprising for me. And the second thing was that it's still a, a way to go to, to have, let's say, sustainable investing, impact investing uh, mainstream. So we still don't have uh, as a standard ESG filters and, and selection criteria investment process. And here the vision uh, uh, we see is to have a religious filter criteria. And um, I mean, when you talk with with investment specialists on this committee about that i mean you know the, the answer let us first implement that as a fixed criteria not at the end of the selection process so really in the selection process at the beginning and then we can look at the religious filter which which is somehow a pity but you have also the, this angle of faith-based finance, um, which is also pushed widely. And we had also uh, in our uh, conference uh, this year in, included. So this, this uh, um, shows that there is many directions. And I think here the, the RFI Summit, the RFI Foundation, Swiss Arab Network can really uh, be uh, on the edge to help connect uh, uh, these dots. And on helping connect these dots, uh, you've recently joined the RFI Foundation Board of Trustees. Uh, what do you see that RFI can do over the next year to help help uh, fill these gaps in terms of uh, educating uh, educating responsible finance more about Islamic finance, uh, bringing together some of the, the themes that are otherwise pursued separately that you were just mentioning? Yes, first of all, it's, it's a big honor for me. So uh, thank you to the foundation for, um, for, for having me on the board. So for me personally, um, I think the RFI foundation, why I was um, so fascinated to see what they, what they do is one key element is the language. So they understand the language to come from this side and they know and how to address the language for the respective audience. So when we were here in Zurich, we're not talking too much about Islamic finance. We were talking their language and then brought them slowly and showed them where the overlaps are. And, um, and this is what we can do also from the other side. So basically from the Islamic finance side, understanding where they are in, what the process is basically now you see a lot of Islamic finance institution looking at ESG, looking at um, how to, to connect with the SDGs, how to include um, uh, the fintech. So there's a big, big, big area around that. And then on top you have uh, the, the crypto side. So I think here understanding on a broad scale what's going on 
bringing the experts together, but also having in the foundation real um, somehow showcases uh, experts and, and members who, who walked uh, walked talk and really doing that. So that was for me uh, one of the key things which I think they can bring into play. And also uh, all which is around ethics in banking. I mean, I'm, I'm still somehow missing that and, and I'm looking forward, you know, to have more on these uh, dialogues. And I think the last point is uh, capacity building. I mean, where do you want to go? You know, you, uh, there's a lot of consulting firms, but they all always uh, have, have a sort of a profit angle to it. And I think having a, a foundation which has a non-profit angle, which is a thought leader, uh, and also does uh, research and, and gives tools and practices and pushes with, with some initiatives like the Seeded Initiative. Uh, I think this is the way to go and also um, uh, which, which excites me to, to uh, support on the board. Thanks. And uh, I guess before we wrap up, uh, we're moving the RFI Summit this year to the United Arab Emirates to Abu Dhabi. Uh, where do you think, like you were mentioning with speaking the language of uh, sustainable finance to bring that side into the picture, uh, how, does, how does that change um, to, to go into a market that's much more heavily dominated uh, with Islamic finance? How do, you, how do you bridge that gap, do you think? I mean, looking at um, places like Bahrain, who have launched um, um, not uh, too long ago, uh, Bahrain Fintech Bay, looking at uh, the IDC, looking at Abu Dhabi, who, who is also embracing now with an institute, sustainable finance. I think there we have clear signs from the government, from the, the regulator side, uh, where they want to go, uh, what the topics are for them. And here I think RFI is, is best suited. And now um, moving the, the RFI um, summit to, um, uh, to the UAE basically is also a, a sign to show that uh, we're coming there and we want to have the dialogue um, in, in person and, and bring the best knowledge uh, we have and also to see where we can uh, support uh, on this on this way and how we can support that with with uh, the dialogues which we find on on various levels i mean looking at uh, what has been discussed at the g20 uh, where where the the r5 foundation has basically uh, at the sideline announced the the seeded initiative uh, uh, on the on the value-based investor conference, but also having at the summit itself the, the Banco de la Nación uh, in Argentina, but also seeing the topic uh, evolving on on different areas, as I mentioned before, with with uh, uh, UNEP um, uh, with green digital finance. Here things uh, come nicely together, and I think. Um, I'm, I'm looking very much forward in, in connecting with uh, Islamic finance market, uh, the knowledge, and also um, being in the GCC itself and to promote that. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot to look forward to, and, and we'll have more to announce on the, on the summit in the coming days and weeks. 
Yes, uh, very excited. Uh, we are fully in the run-up uh, for it, and uh, it's um, I'm I'm very much looking forward and uh, I'm excited about uh, the the coming uh, year and and uh, what we have on the agenda. So, okay, and uh, as we close, if you want to um, share ways that people can get in touch with uh, the Swiss Arab Network and the, the other uh, organizations you're involved with. If you want to just uh, give their web address. Uh, yes, for sure. I mean, with the Swiss Arab Network, we're going to be um, in more or less one month time having a, a, a um, charity evening during the World Economic Forum. Um, so that's www.swissarab.org. Um, but also you can ask me if you're interested in the art area, uh, what we're doing with the, together with the Oryx Foundation. So I'm happy uh, to be there and have that interaction. Wonderful, thank you. Thank you very much, Blake, for that interview. It was, uh, as usual, a big uh, pleasure to exchange with you. Thanks again for listening to the Responsible Finance Podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. If you want to stay updated about RFI's work, you can find a link to subscribe to our newsletter on our Twitter feed, at RFI Foundation. You can also follow me, at Sharing Risk. If you have suggestions for future guests, please drop us an email at info at rfi-foundation.org or tweet it to us, at RFI Foundation. Hope you'll join us for our next podcast.